Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Canadians are worried about our national economy and worried about our personal economies. The Maru Household Outlook Index for 2024. About the economy and personal finances is at 86. That's not good. That means we're very close to uh, 100 as far as being negative and pessimistic is concerned. And according to the news release from Maru, the data reveals the highest levels yet recorded since tracking began in 2020 among Canadians who are worried about their personal family. Uh, Day-to-day finances, 55%, are struggling to make ends meet, 41%, and relying on government programs to make ends meet, 34%. And the release states this month's index is like an elevator stalled and hanging by a thread over a deep, dark shaft. This is my good friend, John Wright, distinguished fellow at Queen's University, executive vice president at Maru Public Opinion. That's a hell of a visual, John. Yeah, and I wrote it, and it's by looking at the data, I got a chance to have lived the data, plus my day-to-day life, since this we started tracking. So just to give your audience a sense of this, we track 22 items that are directly related to what I call consumer citizens. And we take 16 of those measures and we do them on the last month of uh, the last weekend of every month, we collect the data and then we do a formula around it. So if you look back over the length of time that this has been running, the last time that we were actually pretty optimistic about the economy was during COVID. It was in about April of 2021. And, and that was the first time that the surge started flowing, that there was about a quarter of the population having injections. Uh, interest rates were at 0.6%. So even though we were locked down or having difficulties with it, with COVID, we actually were a little better off. Where it started to slide under um, under underwater, if you want, and it has continued since, corresponds to the election. So in um, in September of 2021, the Liberals actually started out with a healthy lead, but then it was cut short. And you can remember the final days of that campaign, they just hung on by their fingernails to create uh, a minority government. But that's when you know, everything started to move down and we haven't recovered since from that on the index. Right now across the board, six in 10 people don't think that the economy is really going to improve anytime soon. And almost as many people believe that the economy is headed in the wrong direction. And that has, that's a a very different odds than the people who manage the economy and a lot of the other economists think things should be at. Yeah. And people are unsure about whether they'll be able to invest for their retirement, that number is not good. There's also, and, and hand in hand with that, uh, the expectation of the markets, the financial markets, are a good place to invest in right now. That's not very positive either. Um, I will buy a house, 13% say they'll buy a house. Um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, what have we got here? I will default on making payments on the major loans or a mortgage up 184%. Yeah. 
That's scary, John. That's really scary. That's that elevator. Yeah, I think there's a really big disconnect between what, as I said, the, the people who are managing the economy and those who are living in it are are seeing. So, on one hand, you get we've we've come off of the bank accounts that had more money from the CERB and other things in it, and we've depleted that as of probably September of last year. What's happened since then is that living expenses are still up, especially with the raised interest rates for those who have, who are holding um, mortgages, variable mortgages are going to try and, and uh, uh, refinance them. And, and what's happened is that you find the, the people who manage the, the economy saying that things are going to get better, the Bank of Canada is going to drop its rates probably in the next few months, you know, the GDP is going to be moving forward. The International Monetary Fund says that we're, you know, going to be tied with uh, a number of our uh, peer countries to to do really well this year. Like, there's all this kind of positive news. But when you're living in it and you go to the grocery store and you, you pick up a roast and it's 65 to 70 bucks, when you suddenly look and find that your uh, variable mortgage is double what it was probably a year and a half ago. Like when you start doing the inventory of the retail living experience, there's a huge gap. So what we have right now is think about your paycheck from December to January. It's lower in January. And the reason is because of EI and CPP uh, take start right fresh again and are taking more off your net. So everybody who's on a salary woke up in the beginning of January and went, where did that money go from? And then plus there's new taxes that are going to be added to that. So they started off the year with less money. And I think, you know, being squeezed, that's what's creating the attitude that there's this big disconnect between what people think the economy should be about and what's happening with the jobs created and all that stuff. But what they're living in, it's a big disconnect and they, they haven't really got a view that things are getting better. So things are going to have to really turn around, really become positive, really go forward to change these numbers. What's it going to take? I mean, let me ask you this. Do you see, do you foresee the possibility, given the international economy, given our, our realities in this country now, do you foresee the possibility that we could have that kind of significant shift forward, positive, to be able to really change the numbers the next time you poll? I don't think so. And, and the reason is this, because I think we're, like you always hear that phrase, we're in uncharted territory. Well, we're in a post-pandemic period that I call the reckoning. And, and you've seen it in cities and provinces that have to increase taxes and, you know, the services are not great. Plus, you know, everything around you is, is more expensive. It may pick up if the Bank of Canada drops interest rates, 25 to 50 basis points in the fall, because that gives a sense of momentum. I think the only thing that's changed so far is that since the interest rates went up last July and kind of held, what you find in this country is more people who are kind of used to managing it now. And so you find less people worried about that, but there's still a group of about 35% at the lower part of the economy who can't get forward who can't move forward on anything. And that's why that's the drag on public opinion. I don't think an election is going to necessarily change that outlook, but 
the question you've asked is the biggest question that you get now in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and all the other economist magazines saying things are really not bad compared to what they were before the pandemic. They're not really that bad. But why is this big disconnect there? Let me tell you. If you are paying $700 to $800 more for groceries this year and you're on a limited salary, my goodness, that's, and that's kind of the reality of what things are at. Try to buy a new car. Try to buy a car that's secondhand in this country. Those things for living are causing some issues. I was just talking to a friend of mine about that uh, a couple of days ago, buying a new car because um, mine is a bit of a beast. And it uh, loves to consume gasoline, and I bought it long before the pandemic. I don't want to get rid of it because I love the car. But uh, then I started looking around at the prices of new cars, or, or, or you know, relatively relatively new cars, maybe year, year two, three old, and the prices compared to what they were five years ago are insane. Yeah, and and again, caused by the can- the pandemic. Exactly, so it was a shortage. Yep. of cars, but you also find cars, like we have a car that's coming off lease in the next two weeks, and it's got low kilometers on it, and, and we can buy it out. But you're buying, if you want to buy it out, you're buying it out at 16.5 or something like that all in, and, and you've got to carry that cost because if you go to the bank, um, it's 8.9% interest for a lot of these loans. Yeah. Or you're going to take a 60-day um, lease on something at maybe 5.5%. It's more expensive. And this is what I keep saying, that I don't know when those prices are going to come down. We're not seeing a recession because that's usually when you get high unemployment. What you read at the beginning about the housing outlook, 13% of people are not going to buy a house. But the propensity, meaning it's in the air, is there. But when you go and try and get the mortgage and get pre-approved to deal with it, that's the carrying cost that's causing some issues. John, so hold on. I, I would ask you, yep. do you see that changing in the next six months? No, I do not. So. No, absolutely not. So I have this little, I think I mentioned this to you yesterday on our phone call. When I go to fill up my car, and it's a thirsty thing, when I fill it up, I take a look and see what the last purchase was how much the last person at the pump spent. I usually see $30, $40, $50. Now, a number of years ago, 50 bucks would have filled the tank. Uh, these days, it doesn't necessarily get you even a half a tank. But those are the indicators to me, on the on-the-street real-life indicators. And it's the it was my joke, and it wasn't funny. It's not funny now. But inflation, uh, to me, where it is now, John, is when people go to the gas station and the grocery store in the same morning and can't afford to fill up it either. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, you know, and I, you and I have lived through a few recessions. Yes, we have. Your listeners, you know, your listeners will relate to this. But oftentimes when things get really expensive and you need something like to drive the car and fill it up, you pay with what you've got in your pocket. Now, nowadays, you don't have money in your pocket. You're going to tap out. But you're very careful, and you got to go, you know what? I can make it until the next time, and I don't need it for a week, and I can gas up then, and maybe prices will be lower. Here's the issue. Things that are expensive today and increasing in cost are up significantly from where they were before the pandemic. So everything is more expensive anyway. Uh, as I said, you know, it's costing $700 more for groceries than you had, you know, last year 
and compare it to, you know, a couple of years before that, it's even more significant. So I think this is where you get, I always say the following, small numbers are big numbers. So yeah. You saw a release I put out yesterday yeah. that said that 6% are going to be gambling. 10 seconds, I, John, you know, 10 seconds. You know, we got it back. People are going to be gambling big numbers uh, uh, on the weekend. Reality is when it comes to the economy, they can't gamble because there's too much at stake. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.